I, I, I drove by a Krispy Kreme recently and I was, I, I, it was on Thanksgiving and I was like, man, I, I should roll through for a second. The hot Krispy Kremes. Damn. Oh yeah. I mean, many, uh, like, so when my parents moved to the suburbs in like 2006, 2007, I, uh, they moved near Krispy Kreme and I cannot tell you how many, like, like, you know, 10, like early like 930 at night, super stone walks down Travilla road to the Krispy Kreme where I would just grab some of those about to be cooked donuts in the middle of the night and then just walk back home. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty, oh, nice. pretty regular occurrence, which is probably why I look <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, but that's, that's my life. I feel like Krispy, Krispy needed, um, needed an, uh, a mascot. And I think that's, I think if Krispy had sort of like, um, in the same way that there's like the marshmallow man, I don't know. I, I think they could have really stayed in popular conscious longer. Well, it's good. They needed their McDonald's Mac, their Mac tonight. Yeah. yeah. They needed, they needed Mac tonight. Um, it's good that I wasn't involved that they did. Well, it's good that they, if they made one, they didn't hire me to consult because immediately when you said they needed a mascot, I thought of Cremo who's a guy with twins, sort of like the, the launchers they use to cream the donuts on his hands. Yes. Um, and he just blasts <laughs> cream everywhere. And then I realized that that's just like a cum guy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and so it's good that they didn't hire me or maybe bad. Who knows? Maybe if we normalized strange men shooting cum everywhere, life would be better, but I doubt it. I mean, we normalize glazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, man. Fuck. Now I want a Krispy Kreme donut. Can we, can we postpone this? Uh, no, I got a, I got a meeting at three. Um, so, um, other than um, that, you would have allowed me to leave and come back in an hour. I mean, right? shit, I got nothing. I got, it's my only, my only commitment today. Um, someone just has, me and Lux just vamping for an hour, just like yeah, we just hang just, out. Fuck is it. this anything, Haley? Is this worth keeping? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, is this anything? Is the question of every episode of this podcast? Um, so, I think that would have been fine. Uh, man, oh man. So Griff, how was, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was, it was, it was pretty, I mean, it was, it was nice that I, I was, con- it was convenient enough for me to go to my dad's backyard and see my dad and my aunt, which a lot of people like didn't get to see any family. Um, but it was uh, a hilarious clusterfuck of, of events, uh, in terms of food, because basically the house that my dad and aunt live in their oven was broke. Um, so they said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to order pre-made turkey dinners from Hoff's hut already. That's not good. Um, (laughs) but so I pick up the food and I take it to the house and I see this card in the box that says how to heat your food. So it was ice cold (laughs) pre-made turkey dinners with oven instructions. Oh, uh, no, what a total own. And, and so literally then I, I spent the next 45 minutes synchro, single microwaving dry ass white turkey meat uh, from Hoff's Hut. It was one of the worst meals I've ever had. <laughs> Damn. Devastating. <laughs> what a like a endlessly brutal turn of events. Rowdy, how was your Thanksgiving? You have like a family. Yeah, my, my in-laws are close. And so we we went over there and. It was good. I think that my main takeaway from this Thanksgiving was uh, I quit drinking back in March. Nice. So this is the first one yeah. where like, like I didn't get that post turkey malaise where you just kind of like, you just want to like pass out and go to sleep, but you can't because you got to go home and get your kids to bed. So mm-hmm. I was like, we got home and I was like, yeah, I feel good. And like my wife just like passed out and like I just hung out with the kids and <laughs> Hell I, yeah. yeah. So, so alcohol is more of an enemy than than the turkey itself in terms of sleepiness. I think so, yeah. And I had a whole leg too. So Damn. I didn't I didn't skimp on the turkey. So when you quit in March, was it because of the pandemic? You're like, this is a great time to to do it? No, what it was was uh I was gonna I went to this concert and I, I emailed the opening opening band because I was I'm a huge fan of of him and them. Actually it's single mothers, Drew Thompson, that's where I'm wearing right now. And he, he had quit drinking several years ago. And I was just kind of like, well, if he can do it and he had like a real problem, you know, I was already kind of thinking about it because my wife was pregnant and it just seemed like the time was right. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of decided right before, like, and this was, um, this concert was the night before the NBA canceled its season. Mm. So like, it's like the last really big, cool thing I did. And so, um, I've just been able to like stick with it and, you know, uh, 
my, my wife was actually asking me on Thanksgiving. She's like, are you going to break your thing? You know, it's Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah good I've never been always more like a social drinker, not like a, you know, drinking at home is kind of weird, but especially like with, with her, you know, she was uh, three months pregnant by that time. So you just like would have felt weird to like be drinking alone. Yeah. And she couldn't. So mm-hmm. I quit drinking yeah. for a while because my liver was going to die. But then I unquit because I'm bad at self-control. Right. I just <laughs> wish that one of my organs would declare war on me like yours did. That would be no, great. It's not. It's bad. It's worse. It sounds. It sound, I know it sounds no, awesome. It's better. It's great. I, I know you're, you're it lucky. Sounds, I know privilege. it sounds. Yeah, I know it sounds really <laughs> privileged to me to say this, but actually, when your body decides that it wants you to lose the fight against death, it actually sucks. Just give me diabetes. Give me something. Just give me something to to wrench me from uh, my decisions. Um, you know, something to really put me in the back of the paddy wagon and take me away. Uh, you know, it's funny though that you say that you know uh, an artist made uh, made you uh, want to get sober because I feel like some of the some of the art that I have been um, experiencing the last year has definitely made me consider all that as well. Speaking in, in video games specifically when I was playing Disco Elysium, um, mm. cause, uh, I don't know if you've played Disco Elysium, Rowdy, mm. have you? Well, it's no. a game about a washed up, uh, alcoholic, uh, drug addicted, uh, detective and sort of, uh, how his life has fallen apart personally, but also in this deeper, uh, story about, um, you know, society, politics and ideology. It's one of my favorite games of all time, but like watching his journey, um, through it and all the things that he regretted, uh, that, that he did in his life because of his addictions, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. This is probably the most effective case (laughs) for (laughs) getting sober. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, yeah. Game, that game paints a grim picture of alcoholism for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so welcome to Game Boys, a comedy podcast about <laughs> video games. Um, now it seems like a good time to say that and remind everyone what's going on. Um, I'm Lux and Griffin is here and we've got a great guest, uh, someone who uh, we've I've prank called with him. I've been on his Twitch stream. We've hung out and played Jackbox. It's uh, our good friend, Rowdy Burns. Hey, hey everybody. what's up, dude? Um, but actually, Rowdy's more my friend now, Lux. I'll let you know. Uh, oh, no. Friendship ended with Lux. Griffin is new best friend. <laughs> Devastating <laughs> meme. I already knew how his Thanksgiving was. I already knew his antidote about the uh I know. Yeah, I saw, your, I saw your eyes glaze over and you start to just <laughs> mouth, my, mouth the words. Yeah. <laughs> like when my dad watches The Princess Bride. <laughs> it's just <laughs> every line. Yeah. No, I mean, that's. <laughs> That's fair. Look, I'm a, I'm pretty incommunicado these days because I run too many tabletop RPGs, and that's a real problem that I have in my real life that I that I hate. Yeah, that's um, like an eighty hour a week job. Just that I I spend straight up. I actually probably spend about fifteen hours a week prepping, and then probably like about ten hours a week running tabletop mm-hmm. games. It's a case against imagination. Maybe be a little less imaginative. Just consume more, create less. Yeah, I know. It's like it's crazy because everyone's like, you don't have to like write all these things from scratch. You could just use like pre-made adventures. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I hate them. They're boring. (laughs) What I'd rather do is punish myself constantly Um, because the character in film I most relate to is the albino from the Da Vinci Code. Uh, That's sort of who I want to be. Is now that's not this is the guy who whips himself in the back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Just constant self-punishment and candles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's things. also hot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I got two out of three um, and that ain't bad. Um, but yeah, so uh, aside from the many good things about you, Rowdy, that I mentioned at the top, the big reason we got you on is because mm-hmm. you, out of everyone that we know, yes. a bunch of fucking game freaks, you are, I think, the own. Oh, and Rory, you and Rory are the only PS5 owners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, so congratulations. Costco. Costco with my in-laws password. I just logged in wow. and had this thing. I just like, I was like, oh, by the way, I used your Costco login to buy a PS5. I didn't think you guys were going to get one because, you know, they Costco actually did have a limit so we can only get one. And mm-hmm. I don't even think my mother-in-law knew what I was talking about. So, yeah, that was good to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, showed up on Friday. Been uh, been uh, playing around with it, you know. Uh, my son beat Miles Morales on Sunday morning and... He he really dug it. He like really like loved everything about that game. And he's he's a pretty discriminating little gamer. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
So even playing that. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man is so interesting because like there's obviously like some really fun, big blockbustery elements when you play the Spider-Man game. And I'm, I'm speaking specifically about the 2018 one. Um, mm -hmm. And this just feels like sort of a like a, a like a like a small heightening on that system, which yeah is is, is pretty fun, I guess. It's just pretty pretty solid experience. Um, but uh, it it is it is shorter than the first one, right? It's like a much smaller game. I would assume so, but I I know you had mentioned before that it, it, a lot of people were saying it was more like DLC. He I kind of told him that, and he kind of saw like he understood like. But by the time he finished it, I think he felt like it was a, you know, for his eight year old self, it was, for sure. it was fairly respectable. Um, yeah. And I did buy him the 2018 one. So we got that one locked oh, and loaded whenever he feels like picking it up. Right. So. Awesome. Yeah, whenever, whenever that kid needs a swing simulator, you got him on deck. <laughs> it is. It's a good swing simulator. I'll give, I'll give it that for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, honestly, it's better but, than uh, a... There's also um, bug snacks, which I wanted to hear more about. Have you guys been digging into that at all? Yeah. So the bug snacks thing is interesting because he played a little bit uh, on Friday night when we got it and he liked it and he had fun. And then my daughter played it a little bit and she's my more like shorter attention span kid. So he's the, sure. he's the gamer. He'll just like mm -hmm. plot, like he just knocked out. I think he played like four or five hours of Miles Morales Saturday and Sunday each and really got into that. And she played it and she seemed to like it. Um, I but I was kind of surprised because we do her, her stream on Sunday nights. And so I figured, Oh, we got this new thing. You know, I was like, Oh, do you want to play bug snacks? And she's like, mm, nah, she's <laughs> <wanted to. laughs> lost out to Roblox. That, that's again. That's because so. I believe, I think bug snacks while on its surface appears to be a kid's game is actually made for sad adults. Right. Like animal crossing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. A hundred percent. So your kids have been digging into it, but what have you have you gotten any chance at all to touch this thing? Yeah. So um, I really, uh, on Friday night, you know, the PS5 was coming and I, I told my wife, I was like, look, if you want to go play board games and stuff with your mom and sister, like Friday night would be the night to do it. Cause me and the kids <laughs> will just game out, you know? Yeah. And uh, I got the kids to bed around like nine o'clock and I was able to pivot. And I really, I think I mentioned it in the chat, but I really got into uh, ghost of uh, Tsushima. Yes. And I just was like, it was just great because I, you know, I was just kind of had like the house basically to myself and just really kind of got into the game and like the storytelling mm -hmm. and really just the the scenery was just very cool. You know, I I missed out on the entire last generation of gaming. You know, the last few months I'd been dinking around with like an old Xbox 360, but um, that's two generations, really, like, brother. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I just entirely skipped that whole generation. Which one did you so, skip PS4, Xbox one? Exactly. Yeah. Whoa. That's a, there's a lot of hitters in there. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to uh, the guest you had on uh, a few weeks ago where he was talking about how he's like, no, I'm just going to keep playing these old games that are great. And, you know, with, with the amount of, launch titles not really being available at launch you know it's been i mean especially like the sony exclusives i'm trying to get into because you know back back in the day when i had my own 360 i was mainly like i was that dude bro gamer basically you know you're madden and call of duty For maybe sure. NBA 2k and that's that's about it you update so, the 2k every year and that's about it <laughs> yeah that's a classic. I think I'm actually going to skip it now. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just not as interested in those kind of games. But um, well, that this is something interesting then is like maybe me and Lux can sort of guide you on the best ways to experience the generation you missed out on. And it's like the perfect time for you to do it, because yes. I mean, the coolest thing about PS one of the coolest things about PS5 is how easy they're making it to just like transfer your entire PS4 library and play it on there, too. Seems like something obvious that they should always be doing, but it always hasn't been that easy as it is these days. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there aren't any games coming out for PS five for probably another six months that you can't play, um, elsewhere. Um, oh my, man, there, there's something to the PS four era, man. That's like, they not only had the exclusives, but they just had so many sort of trend setting blockbuster titles in that generation that really sort of like just set the set the pace and stage for for like the future of gaming in the way that like ps3 just did not like ps3 had a lot more forgettable stuff and, and just generally didn't feel like it left its mark in the way that ps4 did i mean i, I can think of like 12 games you got to play right now <laughs> yeah well i think the i think the ps4 had the benefit sort of of 
it's initially coming out being kind of a pretty big tech jump from the PS3. And then a lot of other tech around the PS4 getting better during its run that allowed them mm-hmm. to kind of push things a way, way farther than you usually see during a single console's run, which is very dope. And I think Griffin's right. You have this like great window where like it's several months to like you need to be looking at PS5 exclusives. And for right for the next mm-hmm. couple of months, it's like, well, you can either play PS5 exclusives, of which there are like three, or you can play PS4 games at like super sort of top notch levels on the PS5. Right. And so figuring out what PS4 games you might have missed out on that you would want to replicate in PS5 does seem like a good use of our time. So Lux, what is off the bat number one PS4 game that Rowdy would have to play? And I'll take my cues from there. Um, Shoot. Well, OK, I think I think the one that's most universally found to be good and enjoyable is probably the God of War, the new God of War on the PS4. Yeah. And then that probably looks great on PS5, too. I'm sure it looks sure. great on PS5. It's a fun story about being a dad, which everyone loves. To, which everyone <laughs> do you loves. Wanna, do you want to check out to a wild world where you're responsible for a son? Um, yeah, I guess for you, that's less of a jump than it is for me. To me, it's galling and terrifying. Um, oh, well, I got to get these kids to bed so I can so I can read up and, <laughs> and Google how to beat this level where I role played. <laughs> Dad stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Appealing. I can yeah. recommend Death Stranding, where the controller literally cries like a baby to you. I'm sure that will set you in a good mood. That would be my that would be my <laughs> second one. But the first one I think is God of War because it's super accessible. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's got a it's like not mega hard, but it's got a really fun story. Like it's just kind of like a game that's fun to play through and fun to to deal with the story of, and has like fun graphics and it's just fun to kill stuff. And then like the amount that you want a story and like ideas in it, like it has by video game standards, pretty dense story and pretty dense idea stuff in it. I mean, you know, still a video game, but as far as the shit goes, uh, pretty good. And so I think that's like the, if I was like, Hey, any, like that's, that's the one that I think most people would have a good time with picking up as like their first sort of big budget PS4 experience. Um, the ambitious answer is death stranding, uh, which is 80 hours of fucking insanity. But like, uh, and and apparently looks incredible on the PS5, according yes. to uh, according to Rory. But it also is like that is a that game is a classic, not for everybody. I think Death Stranding is like as far as you could get from NBA 2K. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, I don't think I don't think you're going to get less sports. I mean, that's not, it, it's sports in the sense of like you're climbing a mountain or something, but it's definitely less like coherent. Mm-hmm. Do you have, do you have interest rowdy in playing demon souls? Actually? Yeah. Um, a few of my friends, we kind of, we stream together and they want to do a stream idea where, uh, basically they're going to decide who's going to be the good angel and who's going to be the bad. And so they're going to guide me who is a notoriously bad gamer through, through this game. And I'm just going to have to like figure out who I can trust and who I can't. Nice. So they, they put that on my radar and we're, we're just trying to pin down like a consistent time, uh, probably like on a Friday or Sunday. Cause the only time I consistently stream is, uh, Sundays at six with my, with my daughter. So hell yeah, man, Griff, we are ostensibly comedy guys who do a video game podcast and we, that have never come up with a, a segment premise as good as the fucking good angel, bad angel plays dark souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think we should both to quit. Get sent, yeah. We should get sent to that farm upstate and, and, uh, <laughs> I die, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love that. I'd love for the car to pick me up. Um, but like, uh, yeah. Um, Fuck, I lost my thought. What were we talking about? <laughs> Just games that I I, yeah, the, I need to go back and visit or alternatively like my yeah. my son, I'm looking for games for him that oh, he okay. would So like he was messing around with the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 the other day. Nice. I got him I I messed up and got him the first Battlefront, not the second, and I got him the uh the uh what's the other Star Wars game? Mm-hmm. Which S? one? Squadrons? I, yeah oh okay yeah he hasn't tapped into that one but you know he's an eight-year-old he's he's Mm -hmm. all star wars he's gonna like that stuff and got the spider-man um yeah he's he's pretty good like i i struggled because he he is only eight and like a lot of these games are really cool but they're they're rated m and Mm -hmm. i'm like i I play ghost of sushi i'm like you know he could probably it's not 
that bloody or you know mm-hmm. like it's it's sword violence i guess but you know when is that going to happen in real life hey, these days s- sword violence permitted in the luxembourg household for children gun violence <laughs> not allowed in video games for children in my house i could play diablo all day but if i like touched quake it was like immediate go to your room and read a book right um which is uh that's a, a with some weird rules okay here's another good one uh so i played this game when i was about eight uh, and that's Final Fantasy VII, but your son can play the remake. That's right. I, I did see that. Yeah, it's rated T for teen. It's T for teen. Um, it's not super violent. It's got some cool, fun ideas in it, and it's pretty easy. I I actually disagree, Lux. I think that I think the combo system and the fight system is not is is complicated or more complicated than you'd expect more yeah. complicated than a spider-man or a god of war certainly yeah it has a bit of a learning curve but i think it's figurable um mm, maybe uh or if you want to be a real freak just get him an emulator and see if that kid can handle final fantasy 7 original version and see if they can <laughs> make it through the labyrinth here's here's well, something he, I, he did play he did beat breath of the wild so i don't know oh, how good. that translates hmm. so um Breath of the Wild's combat still a little bit simpler. Like the thing about Final Fantasy is like you really you hit a wall if you don't learn how to like stagger people the right ways. And it does require doing like specific combos and stuff. It's just a little bit more demanding real time than other stuff. Yeah, um, I guess but- that's like honors track uh, eight year old video game. That's sort of like the <laughs> AP for, a- for children. Yeah, 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 say AP. yeah um, exactly. It's a gifted child. Um, but it might be uh, worth a test. Here's something. No, I don't think so. I think Lux is steering you way, way astray here. Um, Lux is being the bad angel. Um, and he doesn't he, even know it. Yeah, That's the sad thing. Here's what I, when I think eight year old and where I was at in like the eight to ten range that was absolutely like my jam was stuff like the Ratchet and Clank games, the Spyro games, and the Crash Bandicoot games. All of which have recently done remasters that look brand like brand new video games of the originals that are probably available uh, on the PlayStation Store. Um, I, I don't know if you ever know. Have you ever played any of those, or at least you know what they are, right? Yeah, so he he bought the Spyro re-release uh, for Switch, and I think he played it. He he liked it okay. It it didn't like linger with him that much. Um, I did download uh, Ratchet and Clank through like the PS Now, whatever mm-hmm. the you know the free game is, and he, he we didn't we didn't check it out yet. But I think it yeah that might be something. And I don't I think he might be aware of Crash Bandicoot as like a pop culture entity, but he hasn't really <laughs> asked about. I mean. He is. He's pretty spoiled. Any game that you could conceive, like being in that eight-year-old demographic, like he he finds a way to get. So mm-hmm. hell yeah, yeah. fucking Me get too. it. Um, here's <laughs> yeah. so here's here's the thing. This is here's. Let me do a little kids these days rant for a second. Like I'm some <laughs> kind of old person. Um, fucking children these days. Uh, do not like appreciate cartoon aesthetics the way that children of our generation did. I think. Hmm. that there's not as much sort of like loony to like there's definitely cartoon stuff that rules like you got a lot of cool cartoons out but like i think a lot of kids video games a lot of kids stuff tries to like stay a little bit more realistic and a little bit less weird um there are exceptions like adventure time or whatever but there's not like looney tunes animaniacs all that shit all over the place i guess animaniacs are back but we'll see how that goes um but that means that that's this is an argument for games like spyro or ratchet and clank that kind of use a cartoon logic and cartoon aesthetics and to like disabuse these kids of the idea that realism means better graphics always, because mm-hmm. that's the lamest way to think about video games. And you don't want to <laughs> have that. You don't want to have people just hunting for like, which game when you shoot the German, does his blonde hair look the most like real blonde hair physics in the blood wind. It's like, you want the games that look fun and cool. And I think some of these fun cartoon games like Spyro or, or Ratchet and Clank or like Jack and Daxter, did a lot for people I know who like got into cartoons or got into like even just doing animation or drawing as a lifestyle um, because it like sets up like an alternate aesthetic framework. That's more interesting than just like which buff guy looks the most like a buff guy. And I actually don't think it's about, I don't really see it. I see it less being on like the inherent designs of the games itself and more on this idea that like, well, if you are a kid now, like 
you know what the adults are playing a little bit more. Like, you know about the Fortnites, you know about like what's the popular like mainstream games. And so existing sort of in the small kids world of like Spyro Crash Bandicoot, when you're like aware of this other stuff happening, makes it maybe feel not as special to you. Like if I like had been playing Spyro at 10, but I like was heavily aware of like some kind of like Call of Duty land tournament or something like, I don't know, maybe I would feel differently about Spyro. I'm not sure. I I think it's culturally incentivized for, for kids to not, uh, for kids to pick up on like realism and like sort of adult game themes as like what makes for good games that they can't get yet because their kids are not allowed to play the real games. But it's important to like, it's, or it's good if they can internalize, like actually kids games are good and sweet. And whip ass and that they actually it's good to play those and it's good to internalize that aesthetic. So, Rowdy, when are you going to let your kid play Grand Theft Auto? That's what we're wondering. (laughs) Yeah, that's the next question. I think he was asking about it. He saw the Gran Turismo case and he's like, is that GTA? I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Put some soap in your mouth. Don't you dare say those words. (laughs) I think, you know, Lux, I think I think the kids are all right, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, I remember being a kid. And like when the Super Nintendo came out and arguing about which graphics were better, Super Nintendo or Genesis. And it's like, well, the Genesis has 32 bits, so it's obviously better. And we were, I felt like we were so focused on the graphics back then. Whereas now, you know, he plays Cuphead, he plays all these little indie games and there just wasn't that many indie games and everybody was just trying yeah. to get, they were trying to get as much as they can out of those 16 bit, 32 bit systems. Mm-hmm. But now like, I'm actually pretty impressed that, you know, if, if it's, he seems much more savvy into like the quality of the gameplay rather than just um, like the quality of the graphics. Like he, when he was playing Miles Morales, the, the he wasn't. It was so funny. He would play it, and he'd like this. This gameplay is so smooth. It's so smooth. He wasn't. He didn't say like, "Oh, the graphics are incredible." He was just really impressed with how like the controller felt and mm, everything yeah. like that. Like, uh, how do I, I don't want to plug him too much. Maybe maybe he's gonna hype him come up. in and. Yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, no, but he was he's on. He, he I mean, maybe he is an AP gamer. Maybe maybe he is seen through the code already. Yeah, uh, maybe, that's right. He's Neo. Yeah. He, is he literally is he complaining about microtransactions right now in the other room? Like, he's like 10 years ahead of us. Just give me right. one, he's like one more fucking loot box and I will break this PlayStation in half. <laughs> I do want to ask because you slightly mentioned it is like the feel the controller. Like, how is that controller? Is, is it is it game changing? is it next gen and like what they're doing with that stuff or is it gimmicky no it's it's pretty cool like um i think back to like on friday like when i was playing uh ghost of tsushima you know it just helps you feel more like makes the gaming experience more of a vibe i guess you know like i was like like i said i had the kids asleep i was just like really immersed into and actually i couldn't even get back to that feeling because uh he keeps trying to play the PS5, which is what it's there for. I, <laughs> I actually, I think when when Lux came on my stream, we talked about how I want this. When I was trying to de- decide PS5 or Xbox, I was trying to decide. I was trying to like, I wanted it to be like a magnet to pull the kids downstairs and you know have more of like a communal thing to do, and it's working pretty well for that. But um, yeah, the controller just like it just amplifies that feeling of like being you know in the game. <laughs> EA Sports. It, it, That's right. It's in, big. It's in the controller this time. <laughs> EA Sports. Forget the game. We, um, oh no, we didn't make a console. It's just a controller. <laughs> but boy, uh, is it a good one. Yeah, I mean, in terms of other stuff uh, outside the kid stuff, recommending stuff just for for you, Rowdy. Um, obviously, Bloodborne is one of my top games of all time, yeah. but you kind of have Demon Souls already. So I, mm-hmm. I maybe start with Demon Souls, but I think Bloodborne is like the creme of the crop. Uh, also, um, I would say that, fuck, what was the other one that was on my head? Uh, Persona 5. But that game is Ooh, yeah. just so long and feels like a bad game to try to have on a shared system because it is like over a hundred hours long. Um, but it is probably like the greatest, like Japanese RPG of all time. Um, and it, and it's just really fun to play. Even if you're not traditionally into that type of game, I will even say this for persona five, um, which I think is one of the, is an incredible game. Um, it might even be good for your like project or trying to like turn gaming into a communal family activity because it's like, Oh, interesting. It's pretty reading heavy and all the fighting and stuff is turn-based. 
Um, and so there's no like urgent, like you have to click this button right now kind of action. So you can like be like, all right, it's Thursday. What do you guys want to do? Go to the bathhouse or go buy a hamburger or Mm -hmm. work at the noodle shop. Or if you're in a fight, you can like work together to like solve the fight puzzles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something, oh, that you can, cool. it's something you can do with other people in the room and kind of communally discuss it. Or you can do it like I did and just like chain smoke some joints and burn through it in two weeks like a psychopath. But like mm-hmm. and never <laughs> be able to play it because you set it on fire. Yeah, exactly. Um, I played it so fast that the hard drive exploded and all my save files <laughs> were lost. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it has both those things. Like I definitely when I was playing it, there were parts where people were hanging out in the apartment and like we're like watching along and having a fun time. Like it's a really... It's like such a big fun story that's really easy for people to get into. Uh, and I think that's a good that's a potential option of like a game you all play together uh, much in the way that like I played through like Might and Magic with my with my dad and my brother and stuff like that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, I was trying to find like some co-op four player games, you know, couch couch games. And there wasn't a lot. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't not. even think about that. Like what? Yeah, like games that basically one person's playing but we're all communally playing so that sounds really cool um another one like that would be until dawn which i bet would be really fun on the ps5 um it's except kind it's, of bloody, it's, a, though, it's right? kind of rough for kids that's like a that's like a serious hard r horror movie video that's what's game. crazy is like it felt like back in when i was a kid it felt like there would be one or two games that were m and now it feels like every major game mm-hmm. is m it's like a real challenge and i think that is another reason why spider-man is so huge is that it is one of the only mainstream like triple a budget games that is t like i can't think of another one like i'm trying to but i think of the last of us i think of you know gta i think about all these major games and they're all m now and it's like have we i think most people have just given up like okay once you're 10 or 11 you're just gonna play whatever Yeah, it's not even like a good shooter because, you know, Call of Duty has been all M for years. Mm-hmm. Like, like we played World at War just because. Was there like, a T Call of Duty game? I feel yeah. like the Call of Duty 2 that was like an Xbox 360 launch title. I feel like that was T. But the gameplay during for multiplayer is pretty benign. But, you know, like when you start doing the, the campaign so and Call of Duty 3 was rated T instead of M. Mm interesting uh that was the world at war one i believe checks out um oh yeah yeah i i just i think another part of this is that like kids one thing about kids that is true is that they don't have like independent wealth for the most part (laughs) and so their parents are buying them games and so all they need to do to sell games to kids is like use communicable iconography for kids to like explain to their parents like i want the mario game i want the mm, you know whatever. Game. yeah and so the oh, the games that really need a lot of attention and focus become the mature the games you're trying to sell to like buyers who are buying with their own money and all those people want or a lot of those people want like high def graphics and lots of blood and people saying fuck um and all that great stuff that we all love to see um <laughs> And so I think that that's like it's incentivized structurally to make games rated M as long as you just pump out a couple of like big branded titles for kids every year. Right. Because adult like who's buying $70 video games at this point? Yeah. yeah. Adults. Yeah, exactly. Adults right. are the ones who are going to buy 500 ver- copies of even Pokemon. Like, <laughs> True. Um, yeah. And and that's what's so nice is like about being like, that's what sucked about being a kid was like, I had to like clean roofs for months to get another video game, like just based on an arbitrary amount of chores. And it just, now I can just literally just go buy one. (laughs) Yeah. I was explaining this to my cousins at Thanksgiving. They were like, we did something pretty wild. We got two pumpkin pies, one for tonight and one for whenever. And then I was like, here's the thing about becoming an adult. You guys, you can do that. You can have a pumpkin pie anytime. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. Anytime you want, you can just go to the store and get them because there's not actually rules. Um, <laughs> when you're when you're an adult, you're it's just Outback Steakhouse. No rules, just right. You yeah, know? like exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it's Outback Steakhouse. It's also being a grown up. And like, is that the slogan to Outback Steakhouse? That the, no rules, just right. Hell yeah. No <laughs> rules, just right. No rules, okay, just right. I'm, I'm going to test that slogan the next time when <laughs> I'm gonna LA go opens there. up. Going to go there. I'm going to fuck a blooming onion. And if they tell me I have to leave, then no shirt, no shoes, <laughs> fucking a blooming onion. <laughs> Griffin just shows up with no mask. Be like, what? The mask is a rule. No, no, no. no. I no. I wear a mask. 
but I have no shirt or shoes and I am having sex with the food. Yeah, with the blooming onion. And they're like, go get out of here. And you're like, and I am asking the manager to kick someone else out who doesn't have a mask on. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, I would rather you be shirtless in my establishment wearing a mask than not. At this point, uh, maybe we can get, maybe we can remove the shirt rule and uh, focus on the mouth rule. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's a great time of change. Yeah, you know what? We're getting to it's a time of flux, you know? Let's get <laughs> fewer shirts, more masks. Um, sometimes people fuck hot food. That's the new America. Um, you're welcome. Vote for me 2024 when I'm still not old enough to run for president. Yeah. Oh. Really? 2020. Yeah, because you'd be 35 and I'll be 34. But you're but you're 42 right now and you've got a Benjamin Bunn disease. Right. So I'll be I'll be <laughs> four, 34 then and then oh, I won't be it. able to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> you just go right right underneath the cliff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no more no more presidents. Just just blue check accounts. I think that's how we run the country. The council yeah. of blue checks. 111 mm-hmm. blue check twitters that vote on every issue. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Good. Let's uh let's <laughs> let's get some some of these notorious let's get like notorious blue check marks like my friend Danielle who has never done anything and has verified on Twitter. Really? Uh, wait, wait, but so what do you think? How do you think she got it? Uh, her family is very wealthy and she's like published a few things in, in some places, but is not like a news person who it matters really. And, and right. that, like she probably could be over time. She's a very talented writer and stuff, but she's certainly not that right now. God but her it. family is billionaires. Mm. Yeah, uh, my uh, I think I told this story before, but uh, when I was just a baby, uh, my mom uh, turned down a, a job at a startup called Netflix. <laughs> um, and I would just be so much more intolerable now. Like, can you imagine Ooh. how awful I would be? Yeah, the tumor would, would be a block. It'd be like mm-hmm. a, a block in downtown L.A. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I wouldn't. Well. Do, I wouldn't do it. I'd be online, being like, "Everybody, like, r- just relax and hang out. It's almost over. It, it, things are gonna be okay." I'd, I'd be like, "Whoa, Kamala wore Heelys today. Okay, America <laughs> back." Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone else would rise and take the Chum position because right. so, there must, in all, in all timelines, there must be a Chum, and it might yeah. Griffin might be busy. Uh, marking out for Kamala's new footwear, but there'd be some other weirdo who'd grow a mustache and put on some sunglasses and talk about the internet on Twitch. Unfortunately, that's already like 5,000 right-wing channels. Yeah. I'm, like the, I'm like the only guy wearing sunglasses that isn't alt-right. I think I'm going to get rid of the sunglasses. I think people are confusing me with other people. That would explain <laughs> some of the stuff that happens in the Discord. Um, <laughs> that was- um, oh, this, guy, was, this guy's got sunglasses. I'm post 55 memes about the Nintendo and Barack Obama black. The what, wildest, yeah, what the fuck the was that about? The wildest post of all time. Yeah. So, someone in the, you, you saw this, right, Rowdy? Yeah, I just, Those, I think I sent it to you. I was like, you I did. I you, sent it, you sent it to me. Someone else sent it to me. I sent it to a few people. It was just like someone, there's a person, there are people in Discord who just post like outrageous things. And this one person posted, they should make a new console, the Nintendo Switch, and sell it in Barack Obama black. And it was A, so stupid and offensive. B, so close to being a relevant criticism, but instead just became racist and dumb. I know, and so just, close. Because it's like, yes, the, the problem is not that. It's not Obama's bad because he did drones. It's that all presidents aren't complicit in the drone process, including Obama. And so we can't just be like presidents are going to be good now. Because Trump, Trump did more and, drones. Like, And listen, we saw what the Game Boy looked like when they released a black version. It was fine and it was a gimmick. And that was why I was offended. Yeah, no, I know your problem was that it was not worth going back to the black Game Boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's it, it, it's weird because... When you when you criticize like Democrats, then all of a sudden you have right wing people being like, hell yeah, brother. You're like and then they and there's like, no, no, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> like You're not we're not on the same page here. Uh, but yeah, I, I, they, had, I had a quote tweet a few weeks ago making fun of Alyssa Milano uh-huh. and like it got some play, but like most of it was conservatives. I was just like, I, mm-hmm. I, I created a monster and I released it into the world and now I can't rent it back in. Right. Yeah. And but but in some ways, it's like 
maybe like maybe that kind of humor can like bring some people in uh but ultimately yeah it it, it does feel like all of a sudden like <laughs> all these other random people show up they're like no i don't i don't think you and me agree on this point actually but they're no, like oh yeah <laughs> it super feels like we'll do the stream or something and then i'll be like man remember how obama did some drones and then 55 alt right dudes join the room discord and they're like yeah hell yeah get them got Emperor Trump, let's go. And it's like, well, too, I didn't listen to the second half of the sentence where I was like, but then Trump did more drones and also tried to sort of institute permanent late capitalism forever. So I think that's worse. And they're just like, well, I didn't realize you guys were lefties. And I'm like, well, you you bailed after a half a sentence. Like you just you heard what you wanted to hear and then dipped. And we just get so much of that, which is super weird. Sorry about the weird tangent, but it is a bizarre. No, thing. I think it could go a long way, you know, because like, what's the complaint about the left? Is it? you know conservatives there's no nuance right they just they see it as binary Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah like by having this these discussions it hopefully like raises their awareness like no no like we we also hate a lot of the same people (laughs) different reasons but you know let's rally around that if possible i don't know yeah no mm-hmm. that there's more co- there's a lot more common ground than people think there is on a certain on some subjects and some none don't be a racist please <laughs> also i feel like you know if i were related to sports for a second if you have a team you love and there's like a player on the team that is just doing air balls and bricking it like every single shot like is that someone that like you want on your team next year or like is that someone that you want to like be fired like and yeah. get someone new in? and i think that's like that that seems to be as basic as it gets for me and i don't know why people get confused by that you um, trade no, I, I do know um but anyways a uh, nintendrome in 4k and uh, that's coming out next year um there was this other story that that came upon my timeline that i that i did want to see what you guys thought about this that, that was kind of interesting and, and showed sort of a a new future for sort of gaming online and how gaming has become sort of the the monolithic content there's no tv shows or movies anymore they're completely run out on all that shit and more and more people are becoming gamers and finding that to be the place where they can get their entertainment during the pandemic um and so it's evolving at a a rapid rate um and then this story crossed crossed my desk um x telltale devs like the people who did those narrative story games back in the day where you make lots of choices uh they worked on a reality show narrative where facebook audiences decide the fate of the cast at the end of the 12 week season it's a game that could only work on facebook um so essentially like you are you are watching a reality TV show that is live and you are putting in like telltale narrative like choices on Mm. how these people interact and like what happens in these moments. They're gamifying reality TV. So like there'd be like a clip where like someone walks into the kitchen and someone's like just finished off the last bag of chips and they walk out and it's like, Brendan will remember this. It's I know I literally, I, I think it's a little bit of that, but I legitimately also think it's like two people in are in a fight and then like a dialogue choice comes up and whatever one, the live audience votes on that the, the re- person on camera then makes that choice. And we're calling this reality TV. Because <laughs> the notorious thing about reality is that every time I have to make a choice, thousands of people explain to me which is the good one. <laughs> I mean, at this point, that is my reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you've you've chosen the life and of let's June. Let's be real. <laughs> Whose reality isn't that anymore? If you make a choice online, everyone is going to tell you what that choice means about you, and like, well, and, and what you sh- and how you actually should have made that choice. Yeah, so but that's we're, after we're that's extending a- that. Yeah, but that's after the fact. This is weird because it's pre-crime in it. Sure. Yes. It's a little bit of minority report. <laughs> yeah. That's the part that weirds me out. I don't mind everyone yelling at me after I make a bad decision. It's crazy to yell at me beforehand. Yeah. I think it'll be great because Facebook isn't hostile enough. And so it, it, this would be a good way for them to, you know, f- find, find a way to make it even more contentious and uh, more things to argue about. So I'm all for mm-hmm. it. Sign me up. Yeah. I mean, how? yeah, I guess they're not going to have enough freedom that, like, the obvious bad outcomes are possible, right? Like, they're not going to be able to, like, make someone say the N-word a hundred times. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I mean, which is, well, they got in trouble. They got to remove that choice. I think that's the first thing they need to do. Yeah. Is they, need to, they need to take out all the slurs. And I can't, uh, and they didn't. <laughs> Telltale. I can't believe you left in all the slurs. <laughs> um, but, I mean, when I watch normal reality TV, to me, it really is like just white noise, like paint drying and like making all of this stuff is like turning the audience into 
part of the content, right? And it's we see that happening on Twitch too. It's like Twitch isn't just me talking to a void. It's me talking to people like every day. Um, and sort of the audience becomes the content and the audience becomes involved in the content. Um, and, and I think that like, it's, it's a natural thing with technology, but it's also like, it's literally the only way that we like experience community these days is like through shared, cons- like through shared consumption of content. And so this just seems to be not only a natural extension of the way technology is moving with games, but like our own alienation and isolated uh, like society that we like that we just like this is the only way that we can get together now and not just from the pandemic but just in general before the pandemic too yeah if you think about like the uh you know like with disney doing the mandalorian week by week in a society everybody's been so netflixed that like the idea that shows don't drop all at once and people get mad about that or you know because people will like i want to consume this immediately and oh i wish i could or like they get all you know, and it's like, well, and it is usually better if it's week by week because it, yes. it gives more time to let things breathe and actually like slow down your consumption. But also no one's experiencing it together then. No one is talking about any of it because literally the only conversation you have in binge type television is, did you see it or not? After that, most people don't have enough memory of what happened in episode three or episode seven because they watched all 10 in one day. And so like it, it removes what these like water cooler moments we used to have where we used to connect and talk about the show and and think hard about how that show made us feel. Um, now, really, with the binge like system, it is just like, did you see it or not? And was it thumbs up? or thumbs down. It really rarely gets <laughs> deeper than that. And that's why shows like The Mandalorian are so awesome because there can be like critics writing about this week's episode. There can be people talking about it where they think it will go next, where it's been before. And like all of that conversation is is removed with binging. And I've just never really got into binging, to be honest. Yeah, I've never really binged a show that I like. Mm-hmm. If it's a show that I like, I'll watch like an episode or two at a time. I binge shit that I like tolerate. Like if there's a show where I'm like, this is fine. I'll just put on endless episodes in a row. But if it's a show that like truly whips ass, I'm only going to watch like an episode or two at a time. Cause like, I want to take a second to think about it mm-hmm. and like write down my thoughts or like talk to someone about it or like read about it or something. I don't want to like watch nine episodes of like a really good show. Like, like I don't want to watch like, like a full season of Peaky Blinders and then be like, all right, now let me unpack all of that all at once. Like, that's just like way too much fucking work. I feel like that that show has always been like, is that a real show? That's just, that's just not a real show. That show's a real <laughs> show. And the first two seasons of it are incredible. And the rest of it, you don't need to watch. <laughs> um, but I would super recommend the first two seasons, at least, of Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Pass. All right, well, <laughs> look, I did my best. <laughs> um, you know, I can't, you can't ask for any more than that. I made the effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, damn. Xbox Game Pass with the new month. We got Doom Eternal on there. Hell yes. I'm going to be playing that a lot. Yeah, nice. that's that's one of the big questions for me is like, at what point do I get so frustrated with the PlayStation thing that I just buy an Xbox? Just get a PC, dude. It's all it's all there now. Well, I'm, I'm working it out with Hunter. We're trying to figure out how I can get it. His Hunter, trying- his- what, his, what is he going to sell you? His old computer that he's not using anymore. He's going to ship to me if I pay shipping. And then I just have to replace like a video card. So he's, it's got, it's got the CPU and the RAM and like everything else. He's just literally, he's getting a whole new system. He got a whole new one. He made it. He built it already. Damn. I need a job. Um, <laughs> Hunter got a job and he'd be buying. He'd be shopping. Yeah. Hunter got that job. He flexing. And then it allows me to potentially flex. I've, I made a little space for it by the fireplace. It's ready to go. You're going to play in the fireplace. Yeah. I'm going (laughs) to start the fire and use that to keep the computer hot so that I keep getting images. And then I'll uh, just play a little bit of heroes of might and magic seven. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Um, So Rowdy, are you going to play cyberpunk or does that game not appeal to you? Because folks, we are on the eve of cyberpunk. Is it cyberpunk Eve? Um, Mm -hmm. I watched the trailer and it looks pretty cool, but I'm also just kind of overwhelmed. By, like we were talking about, like how many how many games that I could have gotten for like twenty dollars yesterday totally. are still out there. And one of the things I struggle with is like 
like I want to go back and play more uh, Ghost of Tsushima, but like because it, you know there's so much going on, you know I, I kind of have like the IGN guide up trying to like do it. I tried to get back into it Sunday morning, and I got like 15 minutes in, and then my son was like, "I'm ready to play now." And so, <laughs> like last night, I just played Gran Turismo Sport because I was like, "Well, that's a game that like I can I could dink around with, but like I could quit it at any time." You know, it's not as like all consuming. Right. So you like need something I need, in intervals. Yeah. I need so. more games like that where I can just like hop in. Like I, I got the Tony Hawk where you know, it should be an easy one like just to throw in with like a quick 30 minute game session. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the ones that are like really immersive, like there's just it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that being one of the hardest things about gaming with children around is that mm-hmm. like you just can't dump six hours into a game or something. But conversely, like it, it did feel really great on that Friday night. I was just like, man, I am like chilling. I'm just like in my zone. Like it kind of everything ups and downs, pluses yeah, and minuses. For sure. So I will say if you're looking for a good game to play in spurts on that switch, you can cop Hades and Hades is an incredible yeah, sort of an incredible quibby game. Mm-hmm. Um, quick bites. Mm-hmm. It's it's quick bites. It's it, mm-hmm. it, it can be quick bites. It can also be nine hours of your day if you're not careful. But like, you can be like, I'm just gonna try two runs of this game, and like the longest it'll be is like an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked about this on stream, but I think I just it's it's important for the Game Boy's audience to know this as well. Um, quibby is over, and we get to pour some out for the fallen, but um. There was a Queeby show called uh, like House of Johnny Depp's or something. Is, did you hear about this? Uh, yeah, oh, vague, the, vaguely. House of Jack Sparrow. Yeah, House I saw of Jack that. Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was sort of a, like a real house, a real world house, uh, but it was only Jack Sparrow impersonators. Um, some uh, some of them got in trouble for public defecation and were removed from the show. Uh, and one of them was removed for the show because the house they were shooting at was too close to an elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, I hope they repost that somewhere. I hope I hope this content is preserved. And I hope that when these platforms die like this, this stuff doesn't just like apparate and just disintegrate. You know, I, I hope that Quibi is what the aliens think we're all about when they come find us in 3000 years. They're like, right. this, like somehow like that's the only thing they find. And they're mm-hmm. like. What the fuck? We are here f- to uh, stop the tyrant Chrissy's court. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they show up and they're like, give us all your quick bites. And we're like, we don't have any. We got rid of them in 2020. And they're like, I guess we're, I guess we're moving on to Venus. Yeah. Like, nothing of no, interest they, here. They would just blow it up. They'd be like, oh, okay, it's gone. Sorry. Yeah, probably. Um, that'd be very funny if in a couple hundred years, it turns out that losing Quibi cost us the planet. Well, that, that's what the thing about here's the thing about Queeby is like it was it was literally like designed in a lab to rat fuck Hollywood workers um, and was just generally an, an experiment on how to pay people less by making smaller form content as opposed to like paying like union rates for television. Um, it was a complete fucking disaster, but also disasters like this are literally the only way I'm ever going to get a show. Like when someone like <laughs> makes a, a toxic platform that is going to be done in six months, like that's the only way I'm ever getting a project greenlit. So it's like, I don't like Queeby, but I hope there are more. Yeah. No. Uh, idiot billionaires money is also, <laughs> also good. Yeah. They're just lucky, lucky for you. These people refuse to learn any lessons. So just, yes, that, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, and a lot of them are now going to work at the white house directly from Queeby. So I think that, um, if I could just make some quick bites for Joe, I, I don't know that that could be something spiritually satisfying. I swear to God, the first time someone who just set $2 billion on fire to star Queeby makes a public statement about having to control the deficit, I'm going to throw up into my own <laughs> ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, they really joker warehouse burnt all that Queeby money. Yeah. There's some people just want to watch the Queebs burn. Meg, Meg Whitman's like, I'm just like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do once I got it. <laughs> Um, Katzenberg's like want to know how I got these shows (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, it was it was it was spring break and I met four Johnny 14 Johnny Depp's (laughs) 
uh, I, I once got owned by a Johnny Depp impersonator. Uh, it was it was a Jack Sparrow impersonator, and I and I was like, "Whoa, it's Johnny Depp!" And he was like, "Where?" And he like, "Oh, he owned me. He he stayed in character, and he owned me. It was incredible." So I hope he was one of the the Johnny Depps that got his got his check. Yeah, got his paper. Well, you know, he earned it. Got that IMDb cred. Um, <laughs> but uh, guys, yeah, another news: World of Warcraft Shadowlands. You got to play it. Best expansion yet. I'll be talking more about that next week. Um, I, anything else from you, Lux? Are you rowdy? Well, where else were we at here? What what is going on here at the end? Uh, I, I know you've been playing a lot of Shadowlands, and I was thinking that that might be another game that my son could play. Um, it does run on Mac. And I, I have a PC. I have a MacBook Pro, so like it at least has a separate video card. Mm-hmm. And I thought that might be an interesting game to get him to try. Uh, but yeah, I mean, mainly, yeah, I, I want to play, uh, let's, you know, Ghost of Tsushima. I was, I was really pissed. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, so the Gran Turismo that, that was on PS4 is kind of like more like online, like, only not as in depth as like the the one player campaign mode, and then I realized that you can't actually play like that more full breadth game like like Forza. So I was kind of disappointed. So I'm kind of waiting for GT5 to come out, but it's supposed to be like first half 2021. And yeah, just got lots of different games I can check out. And um, okay, I, I will say, do not get your children onto World of Warcraft. Don't do it. It's just, okay. it won't, it's not, it's not a positive thing in their life. It's just, it's too much. It's, okay. it, it let, keep, keep them on the, on the console for at least a couple more years. If they make the personal choice to get into MMOs, uh, you know, go, go with Christ. But it's, it is, it, I mean, I remember when I first bought the original World of Warcraft, the employee at GameStop tried to convince me not to buy it. And they were right. And they, they it definitely took over my life. And, uh, in a, I would even say unhealthy way. It's probably the, one of the easiest games to be unhealthy with, I would say. Yeah, mm. it's all, you know, but the flip side is you can also be plenty unhealthy without it. Uh, like, look at me. Yeah, I've, exactly. never played, I've never played even a second of World of Warcraft and I ended up like this. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I and I and I'm already too sick. So it's like it'd be like shooting a, a horse that's already been dead in the ditch for a couple days. You yeah, know? Um, so sort of that's why the guy who got it. bit by the zombie and he's trying to, like, act like he he didn't actually get infected. <laughs> right. The classic <laughs> bite hider. Um, by either an absolute, <laughs> an absolute villain but yeah i mean i wouldn't i i'm i i don't like mmos although teaser next week we might try and see if we can change my mind about that steven um, crowder change your mind it's not nope <laughs> um not like that guy uh woo, that's no, we're not gonna stand we're not gonna put up a plastic folding table in front of a college campus and oh. tell people and ask people to change your mind about World of Warcraft. Oh, that should be a I good mean, bit. Yeah, actually, I think we are going to be like Steven Crowder. I didn't realize that was his deal. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought we were going to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's well, you know, that makes me. But I, I think that like MMOs are this is like a real nerd thing, but I think MMOs are less designed in terms of game design and more designed in terms of like psychogeography and like moving players through them. Mm-hmm. from like spot to spot to spot and it's less about like engaging with mechanics and design and shit like that in the way that like a single player game is mm-hmm. because Keeping part, on the fix. yeah part of it is like like getting your fix and part of it's interacting with people and a lot less of it has to do with like the sort of like skinner box effect of like learning and applying that lesson and learning and applying that lesson and learning and applying that lesson that you get in like a single player puzzle game or something and also they cut it with math yeah <laughs> and so i'm 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 pro single player games all the time, um, but that's old. That is that's so that's such old news. It's not even old news. It's just a thing I've said three hundred times in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think that's it for me. I think we've we've, we've yeah. gone about an hour. Should we uh, should we call Rowdy, this one a day? It's a, pl- it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on. It's a pleasure oh, to thank you. have you in the Twitch community. You're um, you're one of the one of the pillars. Um, and so we we always love to check in with you and I appreciate all of, uh, your help and just general assistance in, in my PS5 journey, even though my PS5 journey is over and I am in a post PS5 world. Um, I, I, good times and good times ahead. Yeah. 
Um, do you have anything that you want to plug that we want to tell people to check you to where we can tell people to check you out and get uh, all that sweet rowdy content? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Rowdy Burns 10 on Twitter. I don't really tweet that much. Uh, rowdy underscore Burns on Twitch. Like I said, um, Sunday nights we do uh, a stream with my daughter. She's six. She's a, she's a very good host. So my son's my hardcore gamer and my daughter's my like my host. So um, it's kind of fun having just their different personalities. And then I think we're going to do that Demon Souls stream. Uh, we're going to get that going pretty soon because it sounds like fun. And uh, the other place you can follow me is on Parlor, where I, I run the account. Uh, does Griffin have a or does Chum have a PS5 yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, just tweeted once or twice, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, follow and me there. Yeah, you can uh, I want my social security number. You can find it on that timeline. Um, That's right. I will say one plug for for your daughter is the she famously beat the entirety of the Chumru mod community in a game of Among Us. Oh, did oh. she? Wow. It was, yeah, you and her were a team. That was the game that you won with like me, Bennington, Hunter, Frankie, Heidi, Caitlin. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, ruthless. Yeah, she was ruthless. And you guys just absolutely eliminated the entire fucking mod team. Mm-hmm. Um, so they shouts, had no clue. So shouts out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um that's good murder work. Um, speaking of good murder work, Haley, as always, is killing it on this show. And so you can find her also on uh, YouTube and Instagram at Eat Every Sound or on the Memory Static podcast where she is a pretty regular appearer. Uh, Griff, you got anything coming up? Nah. Choom room. Seven nights a week. Let's go. Poggers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got nothing specific coming, although I might in a few hours, but <laughs> we're recording before I know my schedule. Yeah. Dude, I'm looking at your angle right now. What is your is the is the Yeti like on your dick? Like, what is this? What is this? No, angle? The, Yeti's, it's like, the Yeti's right in front of me. The computer's tilted. It's the computer's tilt. No, but the, the dude, the mic is like it's like (laughs) and that's how you use a microphone that's how you do it wow what a good lesson i learned from my friend griffin